0: Good evening, everybody. I hope we're getting a lot from this teaching called the Marriage Covenant because God's design, God's ultimate purpose for us is contained in a Marriage Covenant between Christ and His Church. And we're up to part five, and we're going to look at what it is to break the covenant. It is fully possible for you and I to break the covenant with Him we can know that he will never break the covenant with us because his love is sealed in blood and the covenant from his perspective is not based on our behavior but it is based on him his nature his character his very being but it is fully possible for us to break covenant with him and this is what we're going to look at in part five Um, i want to start by saying this that the scriptural or biblical pattern For relationship with Jesus Christ is covenant and we've covered that over the four parts so far and it's essential we understand the difference between covenant and commitment covenant and contract because the depth of who God is and the covenant he has made with us is to be life binding and it is not to be broken but as I've said we can break it But he won't break his covenant with us. It's essential that we are not like the Israelites who didn't continue in the covenant that God made with them. And I want to just take us through three scriptures, uh, starting in Hebrews 8, 8 to 11. For if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion sought for a second. For finding fault with them, the Israelites, he says, Behold, days are coming, says the Lord, when I will effect a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. In other words, the people of God, not like the covenant which I made with their fathers on the day that I took them uh, by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, for they did not continue in my covenant and i did not care for them says the lord That the israelites did not continue in the covenant even though god took them out of egypt and brought them into the promised land you know god has taken us out of darkness and brought us into light but that doesn't mean we don't break covenant with god even though he'll never break it with us he is always faithful but we can be unfaithful to this covenant goes on it says for this is the covenant that i will make with the house of israel after those days says the lord i will put my laws into their minds and i will write them on their hearts this is very important and i will be their god and they shall be my people and they shall not teach anyone his fellow citizen and everyone his brother saying no the lord For all will know me from the least to the greatest of them. The Holy Spirit is going to take the word of God and write it, engrave it on our heart and our mind, just like God wrote and engraved it on the two tablets of stone. And the Spirit will be the one that will teach the people of God. The key, the utmost key to be able to keep the first condition of the covenant. And not break the covenant is in the true knowing and the continuous knowing of the Lord through the Holy Spirit writing and engraving God's word on our heart and on our minds through the renewing of the mind through the Holy Spirit. This is the absolute key to be able to keep the covenant and not break the covenant. It's not enough just to say I'm filled with the Spirit. It's not enough to just say I'm a Christian. The goal is to be Christ-like. And just like Christ is keeping the covenant with us, we keep the covenant with him and don't break covenant just like the Israelites did. 1 John 2, 4-6 The one who says I have come to know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is Is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in him, because the word is being written on our hearts and our minds, the love of God has been perfected in this person. You know, when the love of God is being perfected in you, you're able to keep the covenant with God. When it's not, you're not able, so you break covenant and you're actually a liar. Saying you know God when you don't, you only know about God, which means you can't love God, which means you break covenant. It goes on, it says, by this we know that we are in him. The one who says he abides in him ought himself to walk in the same manner as he did. It's not enough to say one thing and not living it out. The one who says he abides in him ought himself to walk in the same manner as he did which is covenant we walk being faithful and obedient to the covenant that christ made with us just as he is with us look at matthew ten thirty-seven, because this brings to light a reality he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me and he Who loves son or daughter more than me. Is not worthy of me. Wow. Powerful words connected to this relationship. This covenant. If you love another more than Christ. You're not worthy of Christ. And you're breaking covenant. A love covenant. Look at Luke 14 25 26. Because Jesus is making a point. That we need to lay hold of. Now large crowds. Were going along with him. And he turned aside and said to them if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters yes and even his own life he cannot be my disciple if you love another person including yourself more than god you cannot be a disciple of Jesus. doesn't matter if you think you are. doesn't matter if you say you are. If your life is the evidence of who you love and you love others more than him, you cannot be his disciple and you are breaking covenant. And in fact, you are a crowd follower. You're in the masses. You're not in the core. You're not allowing him to change you and transform you and change the state of your heart. So in turn, you are breaking covenant with God. He still loves you in this state, but you actually don't love Him. In Matthew 6, 21, another powerful passage that says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What you value is where your heart will be. So if you value another relationship, that's the person that you're in covenant with and love. If you value a position, that's what you're in covenant with and what you truly love and it's not him so once again you're breaking covenant god will not share his glory with another he is a jealous god and he wants us as individuals and as a body to be his prized possession in other words the bride of christ will not have another lover at the center of their heart. They won't have idols at the center of their lives because the bride of Christ are no longer, those people are no longer their own gods. You see, if you need an idol, you're supplicating or it's a supplement for God himself. Those who are becoming the bride have found the lover of all lovers. They found the lover of their soul, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And those people don't need idols they don't have idols because i've said an idol is a supplement for not knowing god enough to love god because the word is not being written on your heart and your mind enabling and empowering you to love god and keep this commandment this is very serious and if we find ourselves in this condition of not being worthy of him then we need to turn and we need to repent and we need to confess through God showing this through the eyes of your heart, because repentance leads to life. The kindness of God leads you to this transformative life. So you actually no longer love others or possessions more than him. You no longer have these idols breaking covenant and you will have him as your source, him as your center. I want to encourage you to ask yourself, what does your life say about who you really love? Because your life will be telling you, whether it's still you, or it's someone else. If we have anyone or anything residing in this first place position in our hearts, we are in fact, as i said, breaking the covenant with Christ. And this brings to light what Matthew 10 and Luke 14 above are telling us, and we're not worthy of him. We're not worthy to be his bride because we love others more than him, We're not worthy to be his bride because we love possessions more than him or things. You know, we said in part four, the first condition of the covenant relationship was to love the Lord God with our heart, soul, mind and strength. This is to be loving God the way he loves us. This is why God asked Peter, or Jesus asked Peter, Peter, do you love me? And he asked him three times. Jesus knew Peter was only loving him with a brotherly kind of love. He wasn't yet loving him with this agape love, this love that God has put in our hearts and our minds through the knowing of him. And so he asked him, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Because Jesus knew Peter yet wasn't loving him the way he'd been commanded to love him. The father knows those who are his. The father knows those who truly know him. Who truly love him. And this is what we can find in two Timothy two nineteen and one Corinthians eight verse three. It's essential we love God the way we're commanded to love God, through the knowing of God. Two Timothy two nineteen. Nevertheless, the firm foundation of God stands, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. one Corinthians eight three. But if anyone loves God, he is known by God. God knows those who love Him the way they're commanded to love Him, those who are keeping covenant with Him. This is why many followers are going to hear on that day, away from me, I never knew you, or I don't know you. This becomes extremely confronting and extremely serious, and it is to bring a conviction to every follower's heart in this area of breaking covenant, So we can turn through biblical repentance, be released from ourselves and enter into this ability to keep and be faithful and obedient to this covenant that God has made with us like he is with us. What God is saying here is he's not saying I never knew you. God knows every hair on our head. What he's saying is I know that you never loved me the way I commanded you to love me. Now the reality is we can't have any excuses because god has given us through christ christ crucified the power to live this life of godliness we have everything we need to live a life of godliness in christ jesus through being christ and christ crucified we have everything we need to live this resurrected life out it's just a matter of whether we actually have received this thing to not be able to keep the vertical covenant of loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, strength has a twofold effect. Firstly, we are breaking the marriage covenant with Him and committing spiritual adultery. Yes, spiritual adultery to the covenant that we have with Jesus because we are loving others more than Him or loving ourselves. And secondly, we are unable to keep the second condition of the marriage covenant which is loving others the way we have been commanded to love. We fail to keep the horizontal covenant because we're failing to keep the vertical covenant and we are breaking the vertical covenant. John 13, 35, 34, 35 says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another, the horizontal covenant, even as I have loved you. Even as I have loved you with this love, that you also love one another. By this evidence, men will know that you are my disciples. If you love one another the way I command you to love, which is the way I love you. What about 1 John 3:16? We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us. And we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. The only way that you can keep that covenant is if you're in the first covenant, which is not breaking the covenant between you and Christ. In Christ, as I said, we have been given everything to life and godliness.